I am pregnant again. I had a, a baby four months ago. I am already 10 weeks pregnant with baby number five. Our glamping camp has been permanently shut down. I've had time to like process. I think the hardest part was like actually taking the tents down and pulling all this stuff out. And I was like trying so hard not to cry. You can see this baby that has legs and feet that are like kicking around. It's the sweetest little thing. And like there's different parts of the brain and like it's this fully developed baby already at 10 weeks. My stomach, can I just show you? I look four months pregnant right now, but I promise I'm not. Anybody that's just listening, you guys gotta come watch the YouTube channel. Hi, I'm Heather. And I'm Shannon. And we are two women here sharing inspiring stories about fearless females to help encourage you to live your life unapologetically. Welcome to the Unapologetically Me podcast. We have some very, very exciting news to talk about. And Heather, do you want to tell us what is going on with you? So at this point, I'm thinking there's not anyone that doesn't know because the reel is up to like 450,000 views. So most people have probably seen that I am pregnant already. Again, no, this episode is not three or four months old. Um, I had a a baby four months ago. And I am already 10 weeks pregnant um, with baby number five. How are you feeling about that? <sighs> How am I feeling? Um, I think it's a mixture of emotions where like I'm excited and um, I have a friend who has eight kids and she sent me a text message that said like, you will never regret having a big family. And I totally resonate with that. Right. But as you're kind of going like, people have started talking about postpartum more than they used to. And as you're going through like the extreme hormonal changes, like the changes in your body while you're trying to lose weight to like smack dab in the middle of that, be like, Nope, we're starting over. I know you didn't get to lose the baby weight. We're going to be getting it again. And like, um, your, your emotions aren't stable anymore. So just the also you don't get to forget how much labor sucked (laughs) before you start like anticipating it again um so as much as I'm like excited I'm also like holy crap I will be 40 by then and I'm gonna have a fifth baby my kids are homeschooled like this is a lot and you've made some big changes um in your home now that you've gotten well first of all let's go back when you first found out that you were pregnant three months after giving birth, what was your initial reaction? I think I've had enough kids that like, I realized I was pregnant, but my husband's like, this is wrong. Like you're not pregnant. I'm like, it's not wrong. You get false negatives, not false positives on the pregnancy. He's like, this isn't accurate. I'm like, dude, yes, it is. To the point to where I just went to my doctor's appointment yesterday um, and it's the 10 week appointment. So they do your ultrasound and all that stuff. And he's like, I'm still thinking they might tell you you're not pregnant. I'm like, that's not going to happen. And, and I'm far enough along. And this is kind of side note and off on a tangent, but, um, all of the talk about, I'm probably gonna get canceled over this, all of the talk about abortions that was happening, it hasn't been as much as it was when some of the stuff changed in Texas and things like that. But I think a lot of people who've never had a baby, don't understand how quickly it becomes like an actual baby at 10 weeks you can see this baby that has legs and feet that are like kicking around it's the sweetest little thing and like there's 
different parts of the brain and like it's this fully developed baby already at 10 weeks so like when you go to that 10 week appointment you're like holy crap i'm really pregnant already so obviously now he's like okay fine you're pregnant but so he was shocked initially i'm assuming to the point where he was just like yeah i don't think that's possible he's he was in denial basically yeah and the comments are hilarious on instagram people are like i have an extra tv if you want to borrow it <laughs> or, or like um Someone else is like, this isn't a surprise. You know how babies are made. You're like, clearly, I know how babies are made. Thanks. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think that it's so cool. So I, I don't know. I feel like there's so many benefits to having kids so close in age. Like, you know, because then you, you have the baby. Oh, you have all the baby stuff, right? And you haven't gotten rid of it. Well, that's why when everyone's like, oh, are you hoping to have a boy? I'm like, no, I have tons of girl stuff now. I literally want a girl because I have a house full of girl stuff. <laughs> so he was shocked initially. I'm assuming you you knew that you were pregnant, but were you like, holy shit? Pretty much. And I text my mom. My mom's like my best friend. And she's like, what? No. Which is, you know, most people when you're like, announcing you're pregnant most people are like oh my gosh I'm so excited for you congratulations my whole family's like what the hell because <laughs> like, we literally just had a baby and literally so, to I the mean, point to where they're like it's not April Fool's Day like are you sure <laughs> and the kids will literally be 11 months apart so like they're not even a year apart everyone's gonna think they're twins everyone's gonna think they're twins yeah yeah and even some of them were like do you have baby names I'm like no I've named four kids already I barely had a name for the last one so do you want to have more kids even after this one so we talked about an episode or two ago about how my husband's going to be a stay-at-home dad now starting in January I think we'll see how that goes um, see how that transition goes if it's something that he's happy with um, if it's something that works for our family then I mean, eventually I've got to be too old to be doing this, right? It can't keep <laughs> happening. Um, but the biggest part is like, I can only give attention to so many kids. And right now with them being homeschooled and home all day, me running multiple companies, it's a tough balance. I'm getting my butt kicked. So I'm really hoping that him being home is going to make a big difference. We went to this conference over the weekend. They're super cool. If you've never been to one, they're called, um, life surge. So they mix Christianity with business. And the speakers are amazing people like Ed Milet and um, the lady who founded Annie Ann's pretzels and like huge business owners. And um, they, they kind of talk to you about like Christianity and leadership and business in general, kind of focused on um, stocks and real estate. So obviously right up my alley. And um, he went also, so did um, my friend Carolina and her husband and some other people we knew. And it was almost all men on stage, except for Annie Ann's. And the men were all talking about these businesses that they've built and these amazing um, like adventures. And when we walked away, the answer though is, and they all had like four or five, six kids. None of them were like, you know, kid free. They all have wives at home who not only are taking care of the kids, they're running the household, they're making sure all the bills are paid, they're making sure the grocery list is made, you know, the house is clean, the kids have the next size shoes when they need them. Like the things that are inside a mom's brain, like we have to like inventory the groceries we have before we go grocery shopping to then know what we're gonna cook, to then get it on the plate. The skill of having every ingredient or every like 
piece, every dish to your meal cooked and done at the same time, you know, like putting the leftovers away and planning for the kids lunch the next day. all of that stuff needs to be able to leave my head start to finish if we're going to have more kids. Because if I'm the breadwinner and paying all of the bills and setting us up for our future, that stuff has to like exit my mind. And that was one of the like, no one else probably took that away from the conference we went to. Um, but that was my takeaway that somebody else has got to take that stuff over for me to continue doing this. I was a single mom for six, almost seven years. And doing it with three was tough enough. Doing it with five and two infants, like, dude, that's beyond me. Yeah. And do you think, I mean, I, I know you've talked about it before because you've posted about it, um, that he has more of those like maternal instincts. And so um, do you think, I mean, you've already put the goal in place for him to help care for the kids. Do you think that um, he's going to do a better job of that than you are? A hundred percent. Dude, he has, he's so compassionate and um patient and he's he's a physical therapist so like the that caregiver like natural instinct that he has is so much better than mine is and I don't know if it's because I had so many years of trying to be mom and dad um that I didn't get a chance to just be mom and have all of those maternal instincts like I had to keep us all alive um he does so much better than I do at that part um I think it will just be He's never run a household before. And it's truly a skill set. Even yesterday, he was like, here's the three things that I want to cook for dinner this week. I'm like, great. That requires like an actual grocery list because you don't just go to the grocery store and say, I want to make steak for dinner. <laughs> like, you need to know you need a steak. You need some butter. You need some salt and pepper. What's your side dish? Like, do you have the tin foil for the grill? Like all of the things it encompasses. It'll be interesting to see him develop into that role. And are you going to help kind of train him? I know that sounds bad, like train, but you know, like help him um, achieve those those goals and uh, things that you need to get done. I don't think so because I think if I think about my girlfriends who are stay at home moms and their defensiveness and attitude towards their husband, if their husband says anything like, "Hey, like why is the laundry not been done?" they like freak out and are like, do you know what I've done today? Blah, blah, blah. Like it just, it doesn't go well for their relationship. So we had a clear conversation just recently about like staying at home doesn't really mean that like you and the baby are just going for walks all day. It's a legitimate job. Like dishes need done. Like laundry needs continuously going. So everyone has clean clothes. You've got to, like we just talked about, think through the grocery shopping and and he's going to be helping with the homeschooling. Like it's There's like a checklist of things you need to try and accomplish every day. But the beauty of that is if it happens tomorrow, who cares? So I think um, giving him a whole lot of grace um, is probably the way that will work out best. If I can continue to remember the way my girlfriends feel when their husbands say something to them about it, I, I got to remember that. Yeah. So like not micromanaging, I feel like his stuff and kind of letting him do. How about you? Him. I mean, Travis does a lot of that stuff for y'all. How do you manage those roles? The opposite of you. I'm like, what are you doing? How come you did not do the freaking laundry? Like any, I don't have clean clothes. What are you doing? No. <laughs> um, it's so funny because I feel like we get along so well, but we are so like, there's so many things that were very different, you know? Um, 
And so I feel like uh, I love that we do a podcast because it kind of complements. You're like, you know, I'm going to let him do things on his own time. And I'm like, yeah, that's definitely not happening over here. I am. T- well, I'm I think like- the lessons I learned with a failed marriage and like the healing of that over that six or seven years probably made those differences that you and I have. Yeah. And also I think our husbands are different. So like my husband needs to be told to do something or it's, or it won't get done. Um, so for instance, I'm at my cabin, our, our Airbnb cabin today, and we needed to pull like personal belongings out because we're planning on buying a primary house somewhere else. And it has been hours and he has not opened the garage to take anything out. And if I don't tell him, Trav, it's, you know, we only have a certain amount of time here. Like he'll just wait until I come out to tell him. So I feel like some people need to be told what to do and then others, you know, will get it done on their own. But my husband, no. So any advice to give after years of having those reverse roles? For you, I think it's just so different because your husband's so different than mine. I'm pretty sure my husband's on the spectrum. He hasn't been like formally diagnosed, um, but he's kind of admitted over time. And then also our kids, you know, are. And so I'm like, well, it had to come from somewhere. And so I think that he's so good at certain things. Like he's, I tell him all the time, like, you're such a genius. He can literally figure out how to do like electrical. I'm like, like, how did you know how to do that? And he's like, oh, you know, I, I watched a YouTube video. He jokes and he's like sarcastic because he didn't watch a YouTube video. He just like <laughs> knows how to do really hard things. Um, but when it comes to like common sense stuff, like he just, he doesn't have it. And he knows it. I tell him all the time. Um, so this is nothing like new of me, like dogging on my husband because he's like so smart that he doesn't know how to do like regular people things, you know? And there's but, nothing um, wrong with that. Everybody has their own skill sets and like, no offense, you and I aren't like the smartest book smart people. <laughs> and I think having somebody with different skill sets in life is probably really important to balance out your family. Yes, that is, I, I totally 100% agree with that. And that is how we do well. You know, it's like how we complement each other, just like how we complement each other. Um, so things that I'm good at, he's not in things that he's good at. I'm not. So it just works well. Um, so speaking of being at the cabin, you're where the glamping resort was, right? Yes, I am. And sadly our glamping camp has been permanently shut down. (sighs) I know it's so so amazing to watch you build. I can't imagine how you're feeling emotionally about that. You know, it's been a little while that I've, you know, gotten letters from the County and then you know, so it's, I've had time to like process. Um, but I think the hardest part was like actually taking the tents down and pulling all this stuff out. And I was like trying so hard not to cry. And I was like, man, you know, like, but I, I do this thing where I, I try really hard that anytime I have like negative thoughts in my head, I try to instantly replace them with something positive and that I'm, and then anytime I'm feeling down or sad or like bummed out or like a failure, I instantly will like get my phone out and I'll start writing down things I'm really grateful for and things that like I do have. And that instantly helps me feel better again. And so that's like a little tip for anyone that feels like, you know, 
maybe you feel like a failure or you worked really hard at something and it didn't work out for whatever reason. Um, a good, a good way is to write a gratitude list. So that's, that's what I was doing the whole time I was taking my camp down. But also I was like thinking, man, I learned so much during this whole experience and it was so fun. Like I had so much fun building that. I, I got to make so many cool memories, like with my dad who came to help. And even my kids were out there, you know, like little kids, like helping. And I got to make some really cool memories, um, that I wouldn't have had otherwise. So I, I've taken a lot of like good positive experiences away from it and I've learned a lot. And I know that, um, you know, if I want to do it again in the future, I kind of have so much more experience now and kind of like know what mistakes not to make, you know? So and what are some of those things? What would you have done differently if you were starting all over? So one thing that I learned from a mentor who I'm speaking with right now was <laughs> to get things in writing. So I call because a lot of people are like, you're so dumb. Like, why didn't you know that you, you know, like, why would you spend all of your money doing this when, you know, you didn't even see if you needed permits? Well, I did call and I called the county and I talked to just somebody on the phone who was like, I don't know, a receptionist. And she was like, oh no, you don't need permits or any special permits. You just need to register for TOT tax if you're doing Airbnb. So I was like, okay, cool. And because it was my first time, I didn't think like, oh, I need to get something in writing, you know, just to cover my butt. So that is one of the biggest things was to when you make those calls because you want to build something um, to make sure that you get everything in writing. But also if it's like an existing campground that someone owns that you're trying to buy to not do it um, because you don't want to like screw up someone else's like business, you know, like a mom and pop business. So those those are the big things I learned. Um you know, and what did then, you do uh, that turned out great that you're like, oh my gosh, I have to do this for sure next time? So I think one of the biggest things and something that um not not to like brag in any way, but I think finding out like what you're really good at and is mine, I think, is marketing. And like before like we were even open, like I had the news come out, which I think was like so beneficial and letting people know we even existed. So I think that that was one thing. Um that we did and just social media also like our social media did really well and people were posting and so what was the question again what things did you do that worked so well that you'd be doing them again yeah so it would be that it would be my my knowledge and my skill set for just social media um and you know marketing and like the pr side of it um i think i i did well that i would do again you're, that's, you're so skilled at that. Even the way you set videos up and you plan out your content. You're so great at that. Thank you. I think I, I think it's because I really love it. It's really fun for me. Like even at our retreats, you're always like, oh, thank you for sending me these videos. Like I always have my phone out. I always have my camera out because I oh love it. Oh my gosh. That it. also means that you have so many things to use against us. The karaoke y'all and the dancing at the last retreat. Shannon literally has all of it on film. They can probably blackmail each and every one of us. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> <laughs> but that was so fun, by the way. Karaoke, man, pajama karaoke made it even better. We were like in our pajamas doing karaoke at like this like fancy hotel and it was just so much fun. And I think the best part was like Heather texts me and she's like, 
can you sing? And I was like, hell no, I cannot sing. And she's like, yeah, me neither. She's like, but we need to like get a song so that we can, you know, sing. So the other girls will want to like get up and sing. And so she kept sending me these like hard songs. I'm like, listen, I can't hit these notes. <laughs> we need to make a, an easy song. But I think the one we picked was good. And then guess what? You guys are not going to believe this. Heather's like, yeah, I can't sing. So I'm thinking like, oh, like we're going to both be up there singing bad together. So it won't be so bad. And then I hear this woman's voice and I'm like what she's a freaking Shut voice up. of an angel I cannot sing dude I that is the first time I've ever sang karaoke I literally can't sing you you're a you're a closet hidden karaoke queen is what you are I don't think so I, it was all Heather when I was singing with her her and her yodeling skills <laughs> oh yeah yodeling Heather is like the best she Actually, Aaron, there were a lot of girls that could sing. And I was like, holy yeah. crap, like, this I girl agree. was talented. But I think that we should post, actually, because I have a lot of footage from that retreat. I think we should post <laughs> and take a poll. Can Heather sing? Yes or no? And no, we'll see. no, no. <laughs> like, you should, for each girl from the retreat, you could be like, surprise video of the day. Meet so-and-so. <laughs> they would kill me. Everyone's going to be, like, scared of me at the next retreat. They're going to be like, don't come near me with your camera. <laughs> Speaking of next retreat, we're in the middle of planning for um, the March retreat. The next one's in March. These are always so much fun, y'all. Um, this one's in South Florida. And I've been – Shannon was joking with me talking about how fun my job is because I think it was last Friday night. Um, we all went and did a riverboat cruise where you kind of go up and down the river in Fort Lauderdale and you see like all the famous people's, you know, 40, $50 million mansions. And then you get off on a little island and you go have dinner and some entertainment and then you ride the boat back. And we did it because we're trying to figure out which activities to do for the next retreat. And I, it's like, I don't know, $10,000 or something for all the women to go. So I'm like, I should go do this before we pay the $10,000 for everyone to go. Um, so we're planning all those activities out right now, but Planning the retreats is one of my favorite part of the mastermind. Yeah, because you were saying like, you know, we we always talk about like hiring things out that uh, things that we're not good at. But like if you really like it and enjoy it, like Heather plans majority of her retreats, right? You do all this yourself. Yeah, I have an assistant who does some other stuff for me in Tennessee. And it's all, I'm always like, Sandy, I need you to find this exact thing. And she's like, Heather, do you know? How? I'm like, I need the perfect pink cup. <laughs> like, And so Sandy is so skilled at finding exactly what I'm looking for. And I honestly don't know if I can hire that out because I have such high expectations. And usually when you, it's not like a wedding planner where like they meet with the bride and like the bride like designs everything. When you hire an event planner, typically it's, a little bit of your vision mixed in with what they turn it into. And I'm so into it. I think I'd be highly frustrated if I tried to hire an actual company um, to do that for us. So I think I'm better off with, I probably need to delegate a few things to my team that I shouldn't be doing, but I think I like keeping that part. I don't think I know. I like keeping that part is something that I'm responsible for. Yeah. Well, and you do a really good job at it. And so I think that you should keep doing it until you don't like well, it. Well, you anymore. did that with the glamping camp too. Like y'all decorating. Um, I know that you had some help with the cabin, but the tents were freaking adorable. And the ideas that you had for those in the unique pieces you were finding. At, where, did you find them at thrift shops? Where'd you find all that yeah, stuff? I, for one, I am obsessed with thrift shopping. I It is like 
a problem actually I think that I have because my <laughs> husband's like he anytime we're like traveling I'm like oh like there's a thrift store let's go like so, like I you know I'm like oh my god we have What's to the stop difference in going to a thrift store and an antique store so an antique store is way more expensive, right? Because they're like, oh, these are old things that are worth money. And so they cost more. But thrift stores is like a treasure hunt. You have to like, you have to like look for those antique things, you know, that you would want. But also I, I think the thing that I love the most is like you get a really good deal, right? So you're like, oh, you're saving tons of money. It's good for the environment. I like, I'm very big on being eco-friendly. And then the other thing is this, it's like a treasure hunt. You never know like what you're going to find. It's very exciting. I found the coolest thing. Um, they're like these like heirloom baking um, like things and they're expensive and I usually will buy them like one at a time. And I freaking found one at the thrift store for $10 and I was so excited. And I was like, oh my God, I freaking scored. So it's like, it's an exciting thing. So you know? it's legitimately like a hobby for you. Yeah, it really is. I love it. Well, so th that is another reason why I was like, this is so fun. And same with like the Airbnb. I'm not good at designing. Like I'm not good at interior design, but I'm good at thrift shopping. So I like to find pieces and then I give those pieces to an interior designer and then she finds a way to make them look really cool in the space. So there's a lot of things like um, that I was able to go do something that's fun for me and then incorporate that into a business. So when I think of thrift shopping, I think of like Goodwill, which I assume is not what you're talking about. So how do you find these places? No, I go to Goodwill. I'll go to any thrift store. Um, I I don't love Goodwill because their prices are freaking going up so high right now, which is like crazy. I, there's like a basket for like $17. I'm like, you guys got this for free. Come on. Like, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, any thrift store, I, you can find me. If there is a thrift store nearby, I will be sneaking into it. So when you're gone somewhere and you're wanting to go, do you just put in your phone thrift store, like in the Google search? What are you searching to find these places? I see a cutie little kid back there. Hey, you. <laughs> is that Ariana? It is Ariana. Hi, Ariana. Um, so yeah, I'll just type in thrift stores and then I'll, I'll find them. Um, but when I'm traveling in the motorhome, it's hard because I don't have space for this stuff, you know? But when I get an Airbnb, I'm like, oh, I get to like go to thrift stores and buy so much fun stuff for it. Um, so anyway, yeah, that is uh, one of my favorite. Have you gone thrift store shopping before? I'm trying to think. The only times I've been is we have this place not too far. From, I live in like this bougie area, y'all. And I am not bougie. So none of the neighbors talk to me. We're like the rednecks of the neighborhood. I have this giant F-450 truck in the driveway. And they think I'm totally insane. Um, but um, I live here because I like being able to walk to the beach. And you can walk to the beach from here. And um on my walk to the beach, there's this thrift store that only has designer stuff. So they have like the designer purses, the designer clothes, the designer shoes. And I walk through there one time because it's on my walk and they still want like, it's still like 80% the cost of design. I'm like, that's not I a thrift store, that. Heather. That's not a thrift store. That's I'm like, I don't need that. I'm just going <laughs> to buy a new one if it's 80% of like, no, thank you. I think that's more of like a consignment shop. Right. I so think like, you're right. It's called something consignment. So there's yeah. like different categories of what you're talking about. Yes. So you don't want to go to like an antique store because it's probably going to be too pricey. You want to go to like a actual thrift store where the prices are like very cheap. And because that's where it's fun. Cause you're like, and also like the kids love it. I bet if you brought your kids, they would be like, Oh, it's like a treasure hunt for them. I don't know. I think it's really fun. Um, anyway, my stomach, can I just show you? Well, anybody that's just listening, you guys got to come watch the YouTube channel. 
What is happening, Shannon? You look, what are you, what is happening? I look four months pregnant right now, but I promise I'm not. I have the most bloated stomach. I was in so much pain. I landed myself in the emergency room the other day because I thought that I had like an appendix rupturing. I didn't know what was going on. I was like, I have internal bleeding. Something's not right. My stomach is freaking huge. And I was like in so much pain and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to die. I need to, I swear every podcast, I'm like, I'm going to die. <laughs> people at my, um, people in my comment section are like, Shannon, you're a hypochondriac, but I'm like, I promise you my stomach does not usually look this big. And it was just so painful. Of course I go to the emergency room and they're like, yeah, you're totally fine. You just had a cyst rupture. Um, but I'm like, no, something's not right. So I ended up doing a juice fast. Have you ever done a juice fast before? I have. They're super hard. Yeah. Well, you you said that you had a like a cyst the size of your phone. I did. Like, so I've done a juice fast. We talked about that too, but I had a cyst. So think about how big your phone is. Yeah. And then put it like where your ovaries would be. Um, and it, for someone who hasn't had that, it was like as painful as childbirth because they twist and all kinds of stuff. And I went to the emergency room cause I was in so much pain. This was after my first child and dude, emergency rooms are like not the smartest place to go. I mean, you have to sometimes, but like, they're like, we think you have an extra kidney. You're like, what? You don't think out of all these ultrasounds I've had, they would have noticed an extra kidney during the last like nine months. Um, so they gave me some pain meds and I got through like the, the cyst stuff. And then I went and saw my gynecologist who's like, you don't have an extra kidney. You have a giant cyst. Um, but they were wanting to remove one of my fallopian tubes because of it. And I'd only had one child at this point. So I was super upset and freaking out and willing to do anything. And so I went to the naturopathic doctor. Y'all heard me talk about all of my like natural ways of doing things. So I go to the naturopathic doctor and, um, he does some tests and like talks to me about some stuff and ultimately put me on this diet that was mostly, um, drinking bone broth. Y'all see me after Thanksgiving and all the holidays making bone broth with my turkey bones and stuff like that. But this one had like, um, seaweed and all kinds of other things inside the broth. And I had to drink nothing but broth for a week. Um, and then some other stuff with the diet, but it totally went away and I've never had the problems again. So whether it was, you know, the grace of God or the bone broth, uh, the cyst went away from that, but I've done the juice fast with, um, like losing weight in general, or like going on a trip and feeling like I just ate crap for a week and want to like reset and be healthy. I'll do the juice fast, but I live in a city where I can get really great options where I pick the juice up every morning. Are you picking it up or are you making it? So speaking of bougie, I have it delivered because it's, <laughs> it's only like where I live um, is only like $8 to have it delivered. So, um, so yeah, I have it delivered and they, and they do it that morning. So you can order it like the night before and then the next morning it's on your doorstep at like 7am. So. I think ours does that too, but mine's like two blocks away. So I walk, but yeah, Good I don't idea. like leaving my house. I'm scared of people, Heather. I'm so, <laughs> I don't want to talk to anybody. It's so funny because like I, I do social media and I love like doing it, but in person, I'm like really kind of shy sometimes. And like, I don't so am I. And it's the, the people I don't think understand because we're so extroverted on the internet mm -hmm. that like, we're kind of like, I kind of hide at the retreats. Like I talk to people if they talk to me, but like, 
like maybe I even come across as bratty, but it's more just like being introverted. And I was telling you how with the that was, the video I made about being pregnant was the first one my husband's been in. I don't even know that most people have seen him on Instagram before, which crazy the comments I got about that too. But um, wait, what? Fa- what comments did you? Okay, wait. Talk about what you're gonna say, but I want to hear about the comments. That the comments were like, "Ooh, clearly you like young Asian boys." I'm like, he's not a boy. He's 30 <laughs> years old. Shut up. Um, like just stupid Asians stuff. look younger. They're like it is you know, right, yeah. right. It's stupid stuff, but um. Tons of stuff like that. But um, what was I saying? Oh, so that was his family, because they're like totally normal people and don't understand like social media influencers, they're like tagging him and they're like, congratulations, Joshi. You're like, okay, people, we're not tagging his account. Like half a million people have seen this and like, I don't need stalkers. Because like, Think about like the way we post videos. I make sure that like my street sign isn't in the picture or our house number or like my license plate tag doesn't show in the background, like stuff normal people don't even think about when they're taking pictures or posting videos. And that's how my husband is. He's a totally normal guy as a private account just because he's a normal person. And so every time I would see something from them, I'm like, oh my God, freak out and delete it because I'm like, (laughs) I don't need them tagging him. So yeah. I love that. Well, are you planning? I, I messaged you and I was like, you guys are so cute together. Do you plan on posting more with him in your videos? Like, is he into social media or not really? I don't think he cares. Yeah. Or do you want to keep him more private? I don't know because I can remember following, uh, there's been two different people that I follow, both of them for the same reason. They're like fitness influencers and I follow them because I like seeing what they buy at the grocery store. I like seeing what they eat. I like seeing their workouts or they travel and this is the exercises they do to keep up while they're traveling. And one of the girls was getting married and I swear for like a month her content was nothing but wedding crap and I did not want to watch wedding crap and so finally y'all I know your weddings are beautiful but like there's reasons you follow accounts right and so I ended up unfollowing her because I'm like I don't want to see stuff about a bunch of wedding stuff it's it's beautiful to see like a little bit of it but like there's only so much you want to see and then there's another girl that who I used to follow and she started dating a guy and like every other video is with this guy she was dating and I'm like I don't care about his life I'm here for fitness content right so I think there's a mix between like people have followed Heather because they want to see real estate content so I don't know where that balance is of like but most of my ask me anything's are questions about my husband. But I think that's just because I got married so quickly. And it was like this mystery of like, wait, Heather has a husband? Holy crap, she's having a baby. So I don't know where that balance is. What do you think? Well, I talked about in the presentation I gave the mastermind recently, there is an 80-20 balance that I think if you are already kind of a business account and you started out that way, that you post 80% business, 20% personal, you know, but you... I, I mean, I feel very strongly that people should be posting more personal stuff because no matter, I'll give you an example. I follow, and this is probably maybe weird to some people that don't already follow me and maybe are Heather's followers listening to this right now, but I use cloth pads. They're reusable pads for your period. And um, there's many reasons why I use these, but- I have underwear that do that. I have, like, you yeah, can buy period. underwear that are for the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. They're called period panties, right? Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. So wait, do you use those? Yeah. I can't remember oh the gosh. name of the brand though, but yeah, I can't wear There's them a now, lot of them. obviously. I haven't had a period yeah. in like <laughs> well, that's really interesting. Um, 
Because some people think it's like, you know, really gross, but what's gross, what's more gross is the toxic chemicals that you are sticking up inside of you that are like bleached and have horrible things that are causing all kinds of problems for you. Yeah, the side effects for that are unreal. Yeah, especially because I have endometriosis, which is like already super painful. And so sticking anything, even like one of those like cups, you know, like the... What are those little cups that people stick and that's in? That's so awkward. I know there's people who love those, but I tried that in the beginning and like I just couldn't get used to it. Yeah, I didn't like it either, but it's probably because like my insides are all screwed up. But yeah, it was very uncomfortable for me. Um, so I use these cloth pads. So um, my point is, and uh, in, in going back to why I think people should be posting personal stuff is I follow an account of this woman that makes and has a business of creating these cloth pads and she's very successful and she does it on like a high level but still herself like she doesn't do it you know it's not like um made by other people all the pads are sewn like in her studio and I follow her because I like her cloth pads um but I don't even buy the cloth pads from her because I sew mine myself but I just like her as a person and so and she posts like personal stuff. And because she's posting personal stuff and like about her business and the behind the scenes, it makes me want to buy her pads, even though I probably wouldn't even use them. Like I want to support her business because I see her and I want to support her as a person. So that's why I think there's so much power in posting the personal side, you know, um, and letting people get to know you, um, because then people want to support you and your business. Speaking of things people are posting, have you seen this stuff with permanent jewelry? I have. I think that that's such a crazy thing. Um, and if and no one's heard of this before, it's basically, um, and I think the Kardashians have done this where like, I think Cartier is one of the brands that, that, um, has them, but they're bracelets that you like put on and you like screw them on with like a tool and they're permanently on there. And that, so you have to like take a tool or a key to like get it off, but they're supposed so to you, like, like shower with these and like, you just never take them off. I think so. I think that's like the, I don't know, like the exciting part about it. I don't like wearing jewelry, so that is something definitely I would not do. Would you ever do permanent jewelry? No, I wear a necklace every once in a while and my wedding ring, but I have some really beautiful jewelry too, and I just, I don't know why. I don't really wear it. Yeah, I'm not a jewelry girl. I, I don't think know. it annoys me. Like bracelets, how they like clink on stuff, and like my mom always looks perfect with like her necklace and her earrings, and she's got, she's totally decked out. I follow this lady on Instagram named Juju. And she's so much fun. And she always has like these perfect statement necklaces and like the belt and the headpiece. And like she looks adorable every freaking day. And like I just I feel like a clown when I do that. <laughs> or even Olivia. Olivia's like earrings oh. are always perfect with her like bright outfits. I feel like a clown when I do that. I know. I think that like some people can pull it off and then there there's people like me that like cannot pull it off. I'm sure it's that like some people who look good in a baseball cap and some people don't. <laughs> I, I just am not good at style, but you're right. Olivia is so cute with her like matching stuff. But if I tried to do that, people would be like, what in the world is she wearing? <laughs> <laughs> or people like think about so there's permanent jewelry, which isn't really like permanent. It's fairly easy to get off. It's more permanent than something else. But or the temporary makeup. What do they call that? Temporary? What are they? Semi-permanent. Oh, yeah. Like, um, yeah, the semi-permanent makeup. I actually got that. Oh, my God. I have a crazy story. Do you want to hear it? Of course. Okay. So I, my mom had gotten, sorry, I keep wiping my nose. My nose is like running. Um, so 
my mom had this lady who was a patient of hers and she did permanent makeup and she's like, oh, Shannon, you should go get the permanent eyeliner. And I have really bad anxiety. Like it's, I'm on medication for it. Um, I take like Zoloft daily for my, for my horrible, like generalized anxiety. I feel like we need a list of your medications. That should be one of our topics one week. Cause I feel like (laughs) each week you tell me about this new like medication that's so helpful to your life. (laughs) I'm like an old person, Heather. I literally have a huge like gallon Ziploc bag of like all my prescription medications. And my goal for 2024 is to get healthier so I can stop taking so much medication. Um, but yes, you're right. I do. I have like a million health issues that I'm I'm working on, but I have really bad anxiety. I've had it since I was 17 and I was getting permanent makeup Um, And they were like hand, this was like back in the day when they would like hand do it on your eyes. And I was like freaking out. And my mom had given me a Xanax for the first time. And she's like, oh, here, just take this and you'll, you'll relax and it'll um, relax you. It relaxed me so much. Like while I was getting this done that I was like, lady, I have to pee like really bad. And she had like this studio in her, it was like a studio in the back of her house and there was no bathroom. So I literally, she got a little like um, trash can. And oh I'm my like, gosh. I had like one eye, like, you know, um, closed and the other eye kind of closed. And I'm like peeing in a trash can as I'm getting like my permanent or semi permanent like eyeliner done. And um, yeah, I just, I, I'll never forget that story of peeing in a trash can in this lady's house and how awkward and weird it Wait, was. Wait, so how did the eyeliner turn out? So it, it didn't turn out very well. And she got like some of it down here. I think it was like kind of like a hack job, you know, like I literally went to someone's back studio at their house. Um, so no, it didn't really work out and it ended up fading. Like you have to, you know, like continually get it done, but this, she had done it like by hand, you know, like needles. Yeah. So I had, yeah, yeah. So I had microblading done on my eyebrows. Have you had that done? No, but I probably should. It's the same thing. They have like a blade and they like cut into your skin almost like a tattoo would right and then they put the dye over it it's like they numb you really well because it's you can even like because it's like on your bone as it goes over here you can like feel it almost like dental work like dude it's weird um but it lasts for like two years and then you go get touched up kind of like you're talking about but um mine doesn't look that much different because i have like extreme eyebrows to begin with um I like it because when I go get my eyebrows waxed, like there's already a, like a outline there and the women, cause I don't like the way they shape my eyebrows. So this way they kind of have no choice to follow the line that they're supposed to be. But some people, especially people who have lighter colored hair, it looks like dramatically different and makes them look like whole different people. I was looking last night um, because the girl that does mine, she's freaking amazing. And she had posted, let's see if you can see this. Um, she'd posted on her story. So can you see this girl? Yeah. So now I'll go to the next one. Oh my she gosh. A whole different person. Yeah. Like people who have um, like lighter eyebrows. I paid for my, I don't remember which birthday it was for my mom. I paid for her to be done. My mom's blonde. Uh, look like a totally different person. Looks amazing. Yep. My mom got it done too. And it was like a night and day difference. It's, it's one of those things that really changes your face and like, it's a game changer for sure. And people are doing lip blushing, but I don't think I would want lip blushing. I like the option of having like different colors. Yeah, I know. Me too. I like the option of showing people like, this is what I really look like. And then, (laughs) and then once my makeup's on, they're like, holy shit, is that the same person? (laughs) 
so <laughs> funny because men are like, I like natural women. I can remember like being at a dinner with, I was, it was a work dinner. This is a long time ago. And this like 25 year old guy sitting next to me, it was actually the son of the boss. And he's like, I, cause we're talking about like him dating and the kind of women he's looking for. He's like, I like really natural looking women, kind of like Heather. I'm like, dude, I, my hair is dyed. My eyebrows are microbladed. I have Botox in my forehead. My eyelashes are extensions. Like my <laughs> lips have been injected. I've had Cabela in my chin. Like, dude, and we've only made it to like the bottom of my face. I don't think you know what natural means. <laughs> well, you've had it done to where it, it looks natural, right? And so they can't tell. And that's like the best part. But yeah, majority of people, um, you know, do not just look naturally beautiful. <laughs> Right. So they're like, why does this woman look so different without makeup? You're like, because that's how women look. Right. I know. It's so crazy. I posted a picture on um, Instagram stories of what my nose looked like before my three nose jobs. And people are like, I saw that. <laughs> it makes you look, it's so different. Right. Like, and people, you know, they don't realize like how much work people have had done. Um, well, and how much you change over the years too, from like when you were in high school to now is totally different. Like, you're almost unrecognizable at that point. And the weird thing was I was looking at the picture with your mom. I'm like, Shannon looks just like her mother. <laughs> so Isn't funny. that weird I... when you get older to like, even with us on camera night right now, every once in a while I'll glance at myself and I'm like, oh my God, I look like my mom. Yep. It's so true. I literally probably got like 30 messages from people being like, oh my gosh, you look just like your mom. And I'm like, that's so, that's so crazy. I'm pretty sure I manifested that. Cause when I was younger, I just thought my mom was the most beautiful person in the whole world. And Aww. I was like, wow, when I'm older, I want to look just like you. And now when people say that, I'm like, yes, I got the plastic surgery to make me look like my mama. <laughs> 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 so funny how that works out. I feel like we have talked about everything imaginable today. We should probably wrap this up. I feel like we have talked about everything imaginable today, but I want you to remember that authenticity is your superpower. Stay unapologetically yourself. Let's continue embracing our uniqueness together. Make sure you hit that follow button so that you don't miss our next episode. Bye.